Now hey, recording. Jesse. Hi. Sorry, I was waiting for you. You startled me. Um, that's good. Uh, hey, Jesse, welcome back. Uh, Thanks, man. To the internet episode twenty-seven. Yeah, probably Inter- internet episode twenty-seven. Um, your mother ate my dog. The podcast episode twenty-seven. Um, today we have a good one for you. Um, one hour photo. It's very nostalgic. This movie, um, because of those you know one hour photo places in like a London drugs or mm-hmm. uh, they used to have one like superstore that you'd pass and be like, oh, let's get my let's get my camera processed and my pictures. Get them all done. It's exciting. The kids, the kids these days don't know. No, they don't know about it. Um, What's a camera? Uh, well, I don't know about that, but uh, the f- a fact that I learned um, while watching this movie and then doing a little research um, about one hour photo is that the star of the movie, Robin Williams, um, he actually died um, on August the 11th whatever year it was Mm -hmm. um and so it's like you picked this movie because you were you wanted to to remember him and be tribute to robin williams on the anniversary of his death back in 2014 it's like the celebrity death that i think hit me the hardest out of anyone in my life up until this point i think quite out of left field um i believe he did it well, I don't know why he did it, but he he had early signs of dementia, and I guess he just couldn't. Hmm. He just couldn't, uh, for whatever reason. Okay, well, this is kind of a bit of a sad turn of events. What a what a fun way to start the podcast. Anyways, I'm Josh, and you're Jesse. I am. Uh, your mother ate my dad. The podcast, one hour photo, 2002. Um, obviously, we don't start with the movie anymore. Uh, we start no. with some good stuff uh so the first segment today start with some uh, good stuff and then we get to the movie that's the bad part well i mean you know it it was what it was um uh, i do have a a scam update for you oh excellent remember if you remember in the last two episodes we've been talking about about uh, me getting these scam emails um, from a bunch of people, and uh, this week my scam update of the week is that um, I got no emails, so oh. no update. So the scam update of the week is that there is no update. The scam seemed to be over, getting no more emails. I guess she found. Well, I guess they they found um, somebody else. Somebody to, else to send money to. Well, that's um, been our best segment, the scam email of the week. And that was our best uh, iteration of that segment, I think, so far. That's a that's called a backhanded compliment, I think. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. That's what it, that's called. Um, but because we don't have any scam update, I I do. We are going to return a good news news of the week segment. Oh, good. Um, this week we just have one good news news um, article because I'm getting a little lazy on this. Um, but it is something that might interest you. Um, okay. Let me ask. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Um, in uh, in a one month period, in, in a thirty day period, how many times do you think that you eat fast food? Um, I would say probably five times. Yeah, four or five is probably my my number as well. Well. Let me tell you some good news about that. Did okay. you know snacking on grapes may add four to five years to lifespans of those who regularly eat fast food? Oh, so something to offset that uh, fast food craving, I suppose. Yeah. Have grapes at all times. Yeah, so like if you eat fast food four to five times a month, you're probably taking four to five years off your life apparently so new research suggests that snacking on grapes might combat the effects of consuming a junk food diet flushing out the refined fats and sugars of processed food eating the grapes 
led to unique gene expression patterns, reduced fatty liver, and extension of lifespan for animals consuming the high-fat diet. Um, we're now, I, I animals guess, of some sort. I guess the next step would be you go to McDonald's and you get the McGrapes. And they sort of they sort of become self aware and they start serving grapes. Uh, yeah, they should probably read that article, um, mm-hmm. and it might help. Their, well, I don't think they need help on their business. No, they're probably doing all right. Um, and that's been the good news news of the week. Uh, snack on some grapes if you have a fatty diet, and you may live longer. That's a fun tip. Um, now I have a question for you. Another question for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, episode 27. This is the Jesse Questions podcast. Mm-hmm. Welcome um, back. So we we did watch a movie this week, One Hour Photo, um, yes. starring Robin Williams. If you could watch another movie, what movie would you suggest that our listener mm. uh, watch instead? Do you have a movie of the week? Is what I'm I- trying to get... I have a movie of the week. I actually sort of thought it out a little bit this time. This is a movie. It's another one of those. I owned it as a kid and thus watched it more times than would be acceptable in most societal circles. Have you seen the movie Toy Soldiers? You betcha. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman is in that movie. Actually gives quite a good performance in that movie if I remember correctly. But it was just like, um, I don't even know, did that movie even go to theaters? Or was that just like a VHS movie? It must have gone to theaters. It seemed like a pretty big budget, I suppose. It must have gone to theaters. It's just uh, but basically, a 1991 I, film. Oh, yeah, right near the, the year of my birth. Yeah, I guess. Wait, wait, wait. Toy Soldiers or um, the other soldier movie? The other soldier movie. Oh, I can hear you. Small soldiers? Are you talking about? Or are you talking about toy soldiers? Um, I think I meant small soldiers. Did I say toy soldiers? Yeah, toy soldiers is another movie, nineteen ninety one movie, um, starring uh, Sean Astin. Small really? soldiers is the Phil Hartman one. Well, so much for movie of the week. Am I right? I can't even get the name of it right. Uh, box office $87.5 million. So yeah, I would have gone to theaters. Okay. Small soldiers. Basically like these toy soldier dudes that come to life. And are. I, I remember, I have a lot of fun memories of that movie. Although I could not tell you the plot right now. At all. I just know that there's little dudes. Top defense contractor Globotech Industries acquires a Heartland toy company. And as part of the move, Globotech CEO Gil Mars commissions Heartland toy designers Larry Benson and Earl Wayfair. Okay, I'm not going to do this. Oh, wow. That's, you got a pretty good memory there. Yeah, that's where it ends. That is my movie of the week. Toy, not Toy Soldiers. I keep wanting to say that for some reason. Small Soldiers. 48% of Ron Tomatoes. 48%. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I might have to go back and watch that one. It's been like twenty years. I think it's one of those films where like the audience score will be a lot bigger than the, the Rotten Tomatoes right. score. The critics would be hard on that one. They don't like fun, I suppose. Don't like fun. Uh, Small Soldiers, great movie recommendation. You're welcome. I, I I even prepared that one and I didn't even get the title right. We're prepared here on Your Mother Ate My Dog. The podcast. He's Josh. I'm Jesse. And this week we watched One Hour Photo starring Robin Williams. Now, Josh, when did you watch that film? Uh, I watched uh, 30 minutes of it yesterday and uh, the last hour of it today. Oh, you split it up, huh? Just because based on what kind of time you had available to you, that sort of thing? Uh, you betcha. Okay. Now, I've sort of just dove right into the movie, the podcast movie of the week. Did you have any more segments before we started the actual podcast movie of the week segment? Um, I did have one more segment, but we can save that for after the movie since we've um, 
kind of moved on. We moved on. I sort of t- took the reins. I don't usually do that. But I am very happy to go to that segment before we start the film. I've just given the people a bit of a teaser. And now you know. Josh watched half an hour of it yesterday, an hour of it today. Um, let's just talk about the movie. Let's just talk about the movie. and We'll do the segment here. after. Um, before we go any further... Um, I just want to say that we did watch the movie One Hour Photo, 2002, starring Robin Williams. It was written and directed by a guy named Mark Romanek, mm-hmm. um, a guy who like wrote and directed m- music videos. Like he uh, he did Scream with Michael and Janet Jackson, oh. um, and Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Really. He has, um, his music videos have won 20 MTV Video Music Awards. Well, I'll be. I was looking up his filmography and I was like, well, he, he hasn't really done much except this movie. Like he's done other films, but uh, ones I've never heard of. Um, yeah, he did one uh, in 2010 called Never Let Me Go, which was nominated for a British Independent Film Award for oh. Best Director. Well, there you go. That was one of them. One of the ones I had never heard of. So what are your, um, what are your first yeah. impressions of this film, Josh? Well, this is a film that I have ha- I have seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on Disney Plus and it was like, oh, there's six minutes remaining. Do you want to keep watching it? And then oh. I'm like, no, we'll restart it. So you must have watched that pretty recently. Um, I don't know. Like two years ago, maybe? Okay. Year and a half? Okay. Know. Um, yeah, one hour photo. This was a movie that I wanted to watch before because obviously the Robin Williams, the comedian, plays a a not comedic role. He's a he's a mm-hmm. big a big creep. He is a big creep. Not funny at all. Not funny in the least. No, this is the, the first. Slightest. This was the first movie that you saw Robin Williams. It might ruin Robin Williams as an actor for you. That is possible. Um. Another interest, before I get into my my thoughts on the movie, I just wanted mm-hmm. to... Moose. I just wanted to um, bring up the fact that um, Robin, Robin Williams' character named in this movie is Seymour Parrish. His character name in Jumanji was Alan Parrish. Oh. There's a character named Seymour in The Simpsons, and he watched part of an episode of The Simpsons in the movie. So things are connected. Oh, okay. It's all the trilogy of Seymour and Parrish. He worked in a store called Save Mart. There is a store called Walmart, and also a store called Save-On. Do you think they're... That's, they just... It's all connected. Three points, like three points of a triangle, the Illuminati confirmed. And you'll find that that seagull in the background agrees. Um, yeah, this is a movie that uh, at the time I didn't want to watch. And I was very interested in watching. And I remember watching it and I was like, okay. And then I watched it. I watched it this time and I'm like, okay. Yeah, that is a fair assessment of this film. I also, when I... Like, I've always meant to watch this film. And I was pretty excited going into it. And I had about a similar experience coming out of this film. It's like, hmm, okay. That's about this film, it. This film is 81% on Rotten Tomatoes and Robin Williams, a guy we will talk about a lot. Um, he His performance was great. Like, there's nothing wrong with his performance. Yep. He went outside the box and he played um, the character probably as as good as anybody else could have so there's no no problems there it's just like there are some holes some pretty glaring holes in the plots um yeah yeah you know there's also one thing i guess i would say about robin williams having seen quite a few of his films is i think he does best when he's able to kind of just be himself and so what I mean by that is like, if you've ever seen Goodwill Hunting, he's not really, he's not really like trying to be a character. 
like as in like in this film he's just like this creepy guy and he doesn't get to be him like robin he doesn't get to be funny which he does the best and in goodwill hunting there's moments where he is funny and like seems very genuine and like he's like a real human that you would think exists and this one i don't know it's just like it's it doesn't work and like in mrs doubtfire he's being himself he gets to be silly but also there are serious moments it works amazingly. He's super good in that movie. Super good in Goodwill Hunting. He can be himself in um, Good Morning Vietnam. He's very good in that movie. And then there's performances like this. Um, I'm thinking of Jumanji. I don't know. I mean, some people maybe hold that movie pretty dear to the heart. For me, his performance is pretty lackluster in that one. I don't know. It's just like he's his best when he's just able to do his own thing you know if that Dead makes any society sense was great. society Pat yes patch adams was great mrs doubtfire yes goodwill hunting probably one of my favorite movies of all time it's not your fault yeah oh another one i was thinking of where he's not i don't like his performance is moscow on the hudson where he's like this russian def- like who defects and I, like i don't like that performance at all but I guess how, he's, how did you how did you feel about Popeye? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, that movie's pretty garbage, though. But I mean, I can't really say for sure because I haven't seen it. It's forty years old. It came out in nineteen eighty. Oh wow! There's also like Death to Smoochie, where he's like that. Also, is not an amazing movie. Have you seen Death to Smoochie? No, but um, I've heard of it. Yeah, he's like playing a character. I don't know. Well, like when I watch Mrs. I mean, Doubtfire, I'm not. He's an I actor. So. I know that, but when he's in Mrs. Doubtfire, he's just being himself. Like I don't think he's being a character more. Like I don't know. I'm finding it hard to articulate what I'm trying to say. Do you kind of get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, we kind of get what you're trying to say. Okay. Well, anyway, because in this this film where he's playing. Um, sigh he's like only a creep and he does it pretty good but it's just like it's not as a fulfilling of a performance as I've seen from him it's like it was good but flat in in some ways and in that being said it's like the best part of the movie is is his performance because there's a there's there's problems with the writing and the plot and also the other actors. Yeah, I mean, I thought Yoshi was pretty good. Yoshi was good, but I mean, he wasn't in it very much. I thought the child played uh, child pretty well. I feel like the child wasn't acting at all. Uh, the child Nick actor was, was good. Being his like normal self. Yeah. 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 I yeah. just I. I I didn't like this performance very much. It was cool seeing him do something different. Uh, it just didn't work. He he couldn't didn't have the his the magic that he is able to have in some of his performances, where they're truly Oscar worthy performances. So this is a movie that you wanted to see, and then you were kind of let down by it. Oh yeah, big time. And I also remember always like when I heard about this movie, it, the premise intrigued me. Like he was a creepy guy who would develop pictures and I'm sure he would like, you know, look at ones and, you know, fantasize. And that's kind of what I envisioned. What the, the plot of this movie is pretty similar to what, what I had envisioned it would be, but I don't know. I don't think it was quite, um, it wasn't executed quite as well as I had hoped it would be. Um, for some reason, he trained for two and a half days at a photo developing training facility um, in preparation for the role. Interesting. It did seem like he really knew what he was doing. Like I believed, oh yeah, he's a film developing photo lab guy. So maybe that helped. Um, he was also a fan of Japanese, the Japanese anime series Neon Genesis Evangelion. Evangelion. 
Yeah, that's what I said. And specifically asked to have a model from the series incorporated as part of the film. I thought that was cool. There was a lot of cool, like, pop culture references. And I knew that he liked um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. So I thought that was cool. That, that was in there. And The Simpsons. And I think, the, I forget, not sh- super sure what movie it was, but I think it was supposed to be The Day After Tomorrow. No, no. What movie was that supposed to be? There was, like, a black and white movie playing anyway Uh, maybe maybe i'll come across it um he had to shave most of his arms upper chest and hands for the movie because of his extremely (laughs) hairy body yes he is a very hairy dude uh he was also originally cast as the manager uh bill owens who's played by gary cole um, but after reading the screenplay for the second time, he requested the role of Seymour Parrish. Gary Cole, uh, he plays... Have you seen Office? Office Space? Uh, Office Space. Um, he plays the the boss and that, also named Bill. Yeah. So that was interesting. As soon as Another I saw interest- him, I'm like, oh, wow, that's like almost he's playing the exact same person. He's just a little... He's a little more off-kilter in Office Space. That's a good movie. Yeah. Um, Jack Jack Nicholson was originally offered the role of Seymour Parrish, but he turned it down. Oh. Can you imagine Jack Nicholson in that role? Kind of. That might be a better movie. Not not that Uh, I I think Robin Williams is a bad actor, but I just don't think this kind of performance is is suited to him. As I've stated. um, Right. Another interesting... Um, part of that Jack Nicholson thing was that um, Robin Williams was actually up for the Joker role that Nicholson had in Batman. Hmm. See, and then that, I think it would have worked better for him. (laughs) Um, And then one last um, interesting tidbit I have is um, Robin Williams would improvise and do comedic takes on the scenes as if one hour photo was a comedy, which I think would have been great. That would have been great. You know, I mean, like he's a he's a comedian, and he really shines when he's able to be funny. That's I've all that blabbering I was doing in those previous five minutes and me going on and on could have been better summarized by that short statement. If he's able to be funny, that's when he shines. There was not a single ounce of comedy in this film. Yeah, it's like seeing Jim Carrey play a. Yeah, like a dark role. Like even Jim Just Carrey, um, when he was in like the Truman Show, which where he was like, it was a more serious role. Obviously, he, there were still moments where he's funny, and that's why that performance is so damn good. Oh, interesting. Like he's not. It's not just plain serious there's moments where he's genuinely funny and he's just like and then of course and then if you see the movie um oh what's that called 21 is it called the number 23 yeah that one doesn't work as well because he's there's no comedy like i don't want to i'm sure that's uh, something that comedians who are actors uh, are frustrated with like getting pigeonholed into just doing comedic roles and that's probably why they branch out and do these more serious roles. Um, but I think it just works best when they're able to have a little bit of that comedic touch to the serious roles and it makes it just more well-rounded. That is the best point that you've ever made on this podcast. Wow. I'm like a real person. That that makes no sense. There <laughs> are a few things that I had an issue with um, in this movie that mm-hmm. that wouldn't make any sense in real life. Um, so the first the first thing was there's no way a company would fire an employee after eleven work, years. Well, not even that, but like let them work until the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was another one too. So okay, just work the rest of the week and then you're fired. But don't do anything weird. Yeah, don't do any weird stuff. Um, but that, I mean, the fact that he was still allowed to work um, was like the only reason why the ending would have made sense. Like if he was just yeah. fired 
then the movie would have kind of fallen apart. Yeah. Uh, so that seemed a little too easy. And also, like, what... Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the 11... When he's working there 11 years, usually you got to give, like, some warnings before you can just fire someone. It just felt like he's worked 11 years, no complaints or anything, and then all of a sudden, you're fired. Like, it wasn't like a... It's like, oh, you know what? This has been going on for years now. We've been film has been missing and prints have been missing and all that just like felt so rushed and i was like what you wouldn't fire someone after 11 years just like that i mean he's been taking photos for quite a few years though um and like the fact that they hadn't noticed until then also yeah 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 yeah. so all of a sudden it's like oh i just looked at the numbers for the first time um, how did you feel about the first scene of the movie? Um, like the movie opened up and he was in the the police, like in the interrogation room, the large white interrogation room. Like it was right. like a, a it was flash one of those, forward. Right, where it starts with like after the events have happened sort of thing. Yeah, like normally, like I don't mind that because it, it kind of, gives you like oh something crazy is going to happen but they, it would kind of ruin the ending for me mm. because it's like oh well he obviously he gets caught because he's talking he eventually talks to these people and he doesn't end up doing anything too crazy like he doesn't hurt himself or anything so yeah kind of ruin it for me yeah those those types of beginnings to films like work well if there's an interesting enough story that leads to that moment but here it was it just yeah you're right it wasn't interesting and also it ruined the trajectory like yeah you could see where those be- those beginnings where it shows you the end and then it kind of flashes back like you kind of want to be surprised how that gets to that point not just be like okay i see the natural progression it's all making sense and then he's caught it's like yeah i just totally ruined it that's true it would have worked much better without without it i think I think you're right. Yeah. And maybe like a bit more because then immediately you think, okay, he's insane. And then all, and then right off the bat, you just think, oh, he's crazy. But if you just took that part out and it's maybe you saw a slower progression of him sort of losing his sanity, like seeing little glimpses of that, which, which it, it did do. Like if you took out that beginning and just started the film where we flash back, the movie still would have made perfect sense. And it would have been a better progression of his him slowly unraveling. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you know, it was it was a fine movie. Um, I I liked like his voiceover, kind of the me- kind of music on that, kind yeah. of explaining. It was fine. The voiceover was an interesting decision as well. There's a lot of interesting choices. And um, I will notice, I noticed also that there was a lot of like really awkward moments where I kind of like cringed. Like just yeah. like social interactions, like so many of them like, oh, oh, like. So, I mean, and I feel like that was kind of what this film was going for. So that was pretty effective. I definitely cringed a lot, but it was like meant to be cringy. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, anything else that uh, you noted or want to talk about? Um, nothing really that doesn't pertain to the scores. Oh, interesting. Um, all right. Well, since I know you want to talk about acting so much, how did you feel about um, the acting? Just keep in mind that uh, the mom is actually a Danish actress. Yeah, she was like in Gladiator, I think, or something. And she's in like some of the new Marvel stuff, maybe. Right. Or DC or something. I don't know. One of those. Something like that. Um, the acting besides Robin Williams, wasn't very good, in my opinion. I, you were right, though, about the child actor. He was good. 
he was like it just seemed like he was being a kid like there's so many times where those children actors they they're clearly like overacting and it's just not working at all they're trying too hard but this kid he was uh quite good uh quite convincing the parents um were not convincing in my opinion especially actually no they both weren't very good nina and will yeah especially the guy the guy yeah the guy he was so flat and boring um yeah that didn't work and like he just showed no emotion like even when he's being forced to take those photos at the end he was like barely seemed upset it's like i don't know wasn't a very believable performance and yeah it was it was tough it was a, a little tough to get through a lot of the scenes just because uh there was some awkward dialogue and acting that wasn't like just wasn't very effective and robin williams like i said like definitely a good performance i could see what he was going for just like i said he, i think he would really shine if he was able to express himself comedically but that this type of movie it didn't really allow for that i don't i mean i don't know it would be tough to fit that in i think so acting i mean robin williams is carrying it the score and it's not going to be a fantastic score i have acting as five um yeah that's that's fair um the the young boy his name is dylan smith mm-hmm. he's been in this is his first his first movie um and then he was in gilmore girls his kid number two. Oh, uh, i love that performance uh, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, in 2003, as Young Will. Oh. And then he was in a TV movie called Reanimated in 2006. Okay, so he's been laying low since then. I guess, you know, went to school. and He's 29 now. Yeah, born the same year as me. Crazy. Um, acting, yeah, Robin Williams. I mean... The thought of him playing a more serious role is is fun to see. It's kind of what drew us to the movie. Yeah. Um, and I thought he did, you know, perfectly good job. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody was like really bad. I mean, the parents, um, they were not great, but you know, nothing terrible. Yeah. Um, the detectives, you know, they played a perfectly fine detective. It was all like um, serviceable, like it, it did the job, but nothing too spectacular. Yeah, like nothing worthy of this podcast. Um, right here we are. Um, I give acting a five point five, so five for everybody, and then an extra point five for Robin Williams um, in his performance. Right. Fair enough. Now let's talk about the ending. Um, hmm. I'll start because okay. you know, um, it was almost like this is a tale of two movies. It's like we had the the first three quarters of the movie with uh, with Sai having a job, and then mm-hmm. he got fired from the job, and then the ending just kind of happened out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden, he's he's in this hotel room with um, the dad and his mistress. And then he like he's taking photos of these naked adulterers, and then he's sending. Well, before that, he sent his old boss pictures of his daughter. Mm-hmm. Like it just really strange. And then it, it ends with him like running through this giant hotel, and then getting caught, and then telling everybody his, well, not everybody, telling the detective his life story and like the motivation of why he is who he is. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is a, a good thing to, that we know. Yeah. Um, and then the movie ends. Um, and then you're like, okay, well, I guess that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, I gave it a five too because it was just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, mediocre, right down the middle. Yeah. Yeah, basically feeling the same way. I mean. The ending, like, was supposed to be before he's um, caught ultimately and brought into the room for questioning. 
it was just like a little lackluster, especially the moment where like, I guess it's like the main inciting. It's not really the inciting incident, but like when he's forcing them to take those photos, I guess it was, it was supposed to be dramatic. It just didn't feel all that dramatic. And that when he was trying to be like super serious and like threatening, I just wasn't buying it, I guess. And then, I mean, it did get better when they when they brought him in and he was sort of confessing, as he said, like the motivation behind the way that he is, I guess. And I mean, he did have some pretty understandable motivation, I guess. So that part was okay. But yeah, as a whole, like it was just kind of like, I don't know, I wasn't all that all that thrilled by it. So I gave it the exact same score for ending as well, five. So you give acting and ending both fives. Yep. Interesting. Um, okay, well, how was your score to 10, though? Looking at the whole movie, um, front to back, uh, top to bottom. Front to back, top to bottom, round and round. Well, yeah, the acting, not amazing. The ending, pretty unremarkable. And then I add in things like the plot the plot holes, the pacing, um, the beginning, how like if we didn't see that flash forward beforehand, it would have would have worked a little better. And also I thought like at the end when he's when he reveals his I guess motivation, if that had been like some somehow incorporated into the the chunk of the plot throughout, it would have been a bit better of a progression, I thought. And so there's more things wrong than just with the acting and the ending. It's all those things added on. And so for my score, out of 10, I gave it a 4. Wow. So hard on Robin Williams. Yeah, I mean, I love Robin Williams. Some of my favorite films have him in it. Some of my favorite performances ever have him in it. Just This just wasn't it. Um. Yeah, I can't get over how, like, the the room that they're questioning him in, mm-hmm. it's the biggest, whitest room you've ever seen. Like, there's no way they would bring him in to that kind of room. It was like screen. generic white room with one-way mirror. That whole thing. Um, yeah. So, because of that, I gave it a 5 out of 10. Um for most of the same reasons that you gave it it was just this movie is only remarkable well you'll only remember it because Robin Williams is in it if it was anybody else it would have I would have already forgotten it I just finished it today yeah so that's true five out of, five out of ten for the old one hour photo not a, not a winner well it's sad but hopefully the next movie we watch will be a winner let's hope so i mean you're picking it you you pick better films hmm. um that is true i do pick better films um okay well for talking about next week uh the the hint that i will give you is that the movie um it Science fiction. Okay. Uh, and it, as far as I know, the majority of it happens not on Earth. Okay. That's the hints I get. Um, the, the main character, mm-hmm. um, the actor plays a character that has his same first name. Uh, it tells the story of Sam, played by Sam, the only inhabitant of an automated lunar mining base. Lunar? Okay. Lunar. Okay. Uh, it's a 2009 movie. Um, it did better Rotten tomatoes and whenever photo, but not that much. 
Uh, Kevin Spacey's also in it, so I hope that's not a. Oh no! It only made nine point eight million at the box office. Oh. Uh, Two thousand nine film, but it wasn't a film that you would have. Interesting that that you would have that I didn't I didn't hear about it until like recently. Like this is okay. not a movie that that was on anybody's radar. Does it not? Clearly, right. Um, the main guy, I think he won an Oscar for best supporting actor for something recently. Mm. Um, so it was one of his one of his uh, earlier films. Cool. Perhaps it has something to do with billboards. I don't know. I can't remember. Two billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I don't know if, if he went for that or something else. He's been a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's the that's the movie of the week, and then that's the feature movie of the week. Uh, it's an hour and 37 minutes, so, you know, keeping with the, the shorties. The shorties. I love them. It's also, it's also on Prime, I believe. Oh, that's uh, handy. Without a subscription, I think you just... You can just watch it without getting stars or whatever. Cool. All right, I'm excited. Sam Rockwell was his name. Okay. Billboards. Uh, so we did miss a, a segment, segment uh, before this. That's obviously the follower of the week, which I'm very surprised that you would have skipped over considering how much you always say you love I do love the follower of the week. I was just so excited about the movie podcast movie of the week. Uh, the follower of the week this week um, comes back to like uh, our very early days uh, as a podcast. I actually scrolled down all the way to the end, and it was the first one at the bottom. Uh, Yo-Yo Crazy Bones. Yo-Yo Crazy week. Bones. Okay. Um, they have zero posts, uh, 446 followers, and they're following 2,187 people. Yo-Yo Crazy Bones, real name Yoran Alflat, uh-huh. uh, self-proclaimed 18-year-old autistic movie buff, smiley face. Mm-hmm. We all go a little mad sometimes. Uh, he has a quote there from the movie Scream mm. um, and has zero posts. That's a lot of followers for not having ever posted anything. Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things where they f- they follow you and they right. like, follow oh, for I'll follow. follow. I'll follow you back. We do not follow them back. No, we do not do that. Yo Yo Crazy Bones. I love that name so much. They are our follower of the week, um, and that must have been just an organic thing because they have no posts. So. Mm-hmm. Their their picture. Um, is a just of a bear. Okay. So uh, just of, like uh, a, I don't know, some sort of brown bear. It's hmm. a grizzly. Perhaps they're called grizzlies. I don't know. A, cra- a crazy bone bear, perhaps. Yo yo, crazy bones. I remember playing with crazy bones back in the day. Oh, those weird like plastic things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're um, talking about. I don't remember really anything about them. Uh, Me either. They're just kind of weird shapes and stuff. Oh, I bet it's Crazy Bones with a K, isn't it? Nope, it's not. Crazy Bones with a Z. Right. Yeah, they... I wonder how much they go for on uh, eBay these days. I don't know. Who knows? Go-Go's Crazy Bones are colorful plastic figurines that can be used to play many different games, similar to Marbles and Jacks. Um, on Amazon, you can get uh, them for as low as nine dollars and seventy-three cents. Well, that's a steal. Um, that is a steal for sure. Um, any anything you want to plug or talk about before we before we uh, do our last segment? I don't think so, to be honest with you. There's um at 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 my work, there's Greg, obviously, but Greg's sibling Patrick has started working at the same place. So now there's two from the family, and now we that's an extra listener. I'm sure he will just be listening day in and day out. 
Uh, do you know that for sure, or are you just guessing? Am I just guessing that he works there now, or that he's going to listen? That he's going to listen. I don't care if he's going to work there. I just want wow. to listen. Wow. Um, I don't actually know. I'm sure Greg would, would tell him how good we are. And I have nothing bad to say, and Patrick would, would just feel so compelled to listen. That's my guess. Well, shout out to Pat and Greg, two brothers who keep us doing this week in and week out. Yeah, paying our bills. Um, so this week we're gonna do we're gonna end the episode with a little trivia, a little five question uh, trivia. I picked uh, general. Okay, last good, week's good idea. This week, general. Okay. Um, are you ready? I am born ready, baby. Uh, question one: What fast food chain marketed a meat-scented cologne called Flame in 2008? Flame meat-scented cologne, fast food chain in 2008. If I were to guess, I would say Kentucky Fried Chicken. Interesting. When I think of Flame, um, I think of Burger King. Um, mm, maybe, flame broiled. Yeah, some of that. Um, also, shout out to Fast Food, um, making its way for the second time in this episode after the whole grape debacle. Comes all the way around. The answer is Burger King. I did not cheat. The answer is Burger King. Nice guess. Uh, question number two. Where was the first YouTube video filmed? It was filmed at the zoo. I don't know which zoo. I'm not guessing the San Diego Zoo. Okay, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Hollywood. Okay. Hollywood, California. Uh, in a zoo, it just, it just says in a zoo. So you got that one right. I did get that. Have you seen, never seen that video? Well, when you said zoo, it it reminded me of it. Um, but I wouldn't have known that unless you said it. Right. Um, let's just find a good one here. Okay, um, what is added to vanilla ice cream to make New Zealand's popular hokey pokey flavor? What is added to vanilla ice cream to make New Zealand's popular hokey pokey flavor? Uh, black licorice. When you think of New Zealand, uh, you think of kiwis. So I'm going to say kiwi. Okay. Am I a genius? It's oh. honeycomb toffee. Honeycomb toffee. Ah, of course. Would have never. I don't think I would have ever said that had I give, been given 10 years to guess. And I gave a guess, every, you know, once a day. I never would have gotten there. Uh, question four. What do you eat when you accept that you're wrong about something? What do you eat when you accept that you're wrong about something? Oh, I'm really eating the chicken tonight. Um, That's not my I guess. But what do you think it is? Guess? No, I think, it's, you... I think it's crow. You eat crow when you something you're wrong about something. I'm gonna say you eat the spoiled porridge. Uh, it's canned corn. You eat canned corn when you're mm. wrong about something. What was the first video game played in space? It's gotta be pong. Uh, it's Gotta be Pong, but since you said Pong, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say, Donkey Kong Two. Okay, or it might be Asteroids. It's Tetris. Oh, Tetris. Um, and then we'll leave with a bonus, a bonus question. Bonus question number six. Okay. What is the most common birthday? What is the most common birthday? Okay, it's got to be in September. I know that for sure. I'm going to say... Uh, why? Because it's nine months from like... Christmas. I'm going to say it's September 15th. No, 21st. Um, September 21st? Okay, well, I'm going to say, going off your Christmas idea, I'm going to say that Valentine's Day is probably a little bit better for that. Um, so nine months from Valentine's Day would make it November 14th. Mm -hmm. November 14th? Sorry, what, what did you say? I said September 21st. Ooh, September 9th. September 9th Ooh. is correct. I don't know why September 9th, but 
Uh, you you get it right because you picked September. That was a great guess. Thank you. And that concludes our random trivia generator. We didn't do stupendously, did we? We normally do between one and one and two out of five or six. I mean, I mean, we're we're avid. Well, we used to be avid Jeopardy watchers. These are really random questions as well, so you know, you know, yeah. I'm pretty. I feel pretty good about my YouTube one. Um, yeah, it was great in a zoo. In a zoo. So this is episode twenty-seven. Um, you didn't listen to last week's episode, but um, you did tell me to just end it, and then I did just end it. Oh, good. Um, uh, next week, episode twenty-eight, we'll be watching the movie Moon. Yeah, uh, it's called Moon by uh, Sam Rockwell and Kevin Spacey in it. I looked it up with your with your hints. Figured it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about it, um, but it is a movie that I've wanted to watch for quite a long time. It's just like nobody wants to watch it with me, so I have to save it for um, force it onto me. For one of these things, um, and it's on my list of movies. So Moon sounds great, and I think I think we'll enjoy it. I don't know if I have anything to talk about because it's. Mostly probably just Sam Rockwell on the moon. It's got to be interesting in some way. Um, we did finish Umbrella Academy um, last oh, week. How'd that go? It went well. It's it is a pretty slow season, but I think I think you'd enjoy it if you just if you just watched it. But now it's too late. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing that. Um, a show recommendation for you if you have Apple TV. Or a good internet connection is Blackbird, starring Taron Egerton. Uh, we enjoyed it. It's a it's a mini series, six episodes. He's in prison. It's great. I very much appreciate the recommendation. I will not be watching that, but I do appreciate Game that. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, uh, season five, episode three. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When when John climbs the wall, that's the episode. Um, that I would recommend. Right, when he climbs the wall. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, anyways, that's it for me, I think. I think I'm done. Oh, you're done? Well, well I mean, if it's convenient for you, we can just end. Well, it's this is a two-man two man situation, so I'll wait until you're done. Okay. Let's just have a moment of silence. And I'll let you know. Yo yo crazy bones. Yo yo crazy bones. Thanks, thanks for watching. I'm Jesse. He's Josh. This week on the podcast, we watched One Hour Photo, starring Robin Williams. Josh, what did you think? Um, it was an eight point five out of ten for me. Very interesting. Nothing wrong with it. Perfect movie. Well, I think we'll end it there. What do you think? Okay, goodbye. Okay.